What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Blame It on the Stars, an astrology podcast here to give you all the tea on what's happening in the universe. So, you know, you can blame your problems on the stars. I'm your co-host, Jade. And I'm your co-host, Kara. And together we are... The Astro Babes. Or, you know, Astro Millennials on Instagram if you want to give us like a little follow. It doesn't matter if you're new to astrology or super advanced. We keep it simple here and everybody is welcome in our Astro fam. Welcome aboard, Blame It on the Stars Airlines. The captain has turned on the fastened seatbelt sign. If you haven't already done so, please store your emotional baggage and trauma underneath the seat in front of you or in an overhead bin. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt tight, and also make sure your seat is back and folding trays are in their full upright position. We will be expecting turbulence up ahead. If you are in Aries, Taurus, Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn seated next to an emergency exit, please carefully read the special instruction card located by your seat. If you do not wish to perform the functions described in the event of an emergency, please get over it because it's 2020 and you can't avoid it. We remind you that this is a non-smoking flight even though Neptune is on board. Smoking is prohibited on the entire aircraft. If you have any questions about our flight today, please don't hesitate to ask one of our flight attendants, Jade or Kara. Thank you again for choosing Blame It on the Stars Airlines, and we hope you enjoy your wild and rocky flight. Best of luck, motherfuckers. You're gonna need it. Yeah, honestly, I wish that things were going to be good. I wish we had good news. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode because it's not going to be very lighthearted for a while. Every week is something new, something scary, something bad. Yeah, if you're not someone who typically listens to our podcast, you know, like the time it comes out, I will just like give you a little bit of a warning. You're going to want to listen to these like every week, like on Monday when it's scheduled, because this is basically going to be your like survival guide for everything that's coming up. We're going to tell you everything that you need to know per usual, except, you know, like Dee was just saying, things are going to be a lot more turbulent (laughs) than usual. So you're definitely going to want to like like stay updated so that you know what to expect. Yeah, like Kara and I are not the type of people who are like, oh my god, like a retrograde's happening, like the world is gonna end. Like we're not those type of people. So like when we say things are bad, like you really have to take us seriously because we don't really think anything is that bad. It's not gonna be easy and like I can't even, we can't even prepare you for everything all at once because like I said, every single week we'll have something new going on. So take this week's episode, like this, like September 2nd, the first thing we're going to talk about onward and just really listen to what we have to say and pay attention because like this is your last like week before we shift into maximum overdrive. So it's really important that you just like take a chill pill this week, process everything. Like I'm so dramatic. I'm like, if you have a notebook, like we are in Virgo season, like write stuff down, write some dates down, get into journaling, get all your habits in order because it's not, it's not easy. Yeah, like the next month or two months or maybe the rest of even 2020 at this point, like you're really going to want to take things like day by day. And like JJ 
just said, write this down. Start the dates in your calendar so that you know exactly what's going on. And also, energy isn't linear, so just keep that in mind that you can actually feel some of the things that we're going to be talking about either a little bit before or even they might be lingering after the date that, like, you know, the transit actually happens. So, like, definitely keep that in mind as well. Yeah, so, again, like, we will continue to do, like, you know, our Virgo season episode, our Libra season episode, our Scorpio season, like, all those where we can give you, like, general overviews, but, like, right now, we don't even want to go that far in advance and just take it week by week. So, we're going to start off with actually the most important day, I would argue, for a while, and not even because, like, astrologically it's important it's just because it's serving as like I would view this full moon in Pisces on September 2nd if you think back to like when you were in school and like I was dramatic I hated school so maybe you don't didn't feel this way but like I would feel like that Sunday before classes started back up like back when I was in middle school and I knew that I was about to surrender my freedom because you know urine is my first house hate being restricted but I would like look at that And be like, this is the last day of my freedom. And I would just like process it all and prepare for everything. Like, you know, that feeling of like knowing that something big is about to happen and a big change is about to happen. Like that is this full moon in Pisces, not because it's special, but because everything else coming up is a little bit intense. One of the big themes I'm going to say arguably that we're going to be dealing with throughout the rest of 2020 is like sorting through like our trauma and like our boundaries and like our emotions and like full moons serve as like a period of like letting go and releasing. So if you've found that like you've had a lot of like emotional, a lot of emotional issues, but like a lot of problems or just like stressors or things that are still like lingering, like this full moon in Pisces is really going to serve as like a good day to like look back and reflect on everything and like be in solitude and just like literally reflect on your whole life and figure out like what do you need to release like full moons in general are very like what do you need to release what do I need to let go of like I know for example like I had this whole random ass issue happen out of nowhere and I was crying and it was really embarrassing and I feel so dumb about it now but like I look back at that and I look at like like all the emotions that were boiling up and like all the things that were causing me to feel that way and I'm like okay clearly I have these issues that I need to work on so I'm working on that like for every person it's going to be different this could just be like the relationship you have with money the relationship you have with like others it doesn't even have to be about relationships in general it could just be like you know like bad habits that you might have because Pisces tends to be a little bit escapist like maybe you're somebody who like needs to have an active social life to just forget about everything like is that really a beneficial habit or not like up to you it's going to be different from person to person but that day and you might have been thinking about it now because I know I have but like you're going to need to sort through all of that stuff and figure out like what needs to stay and what needs to go yeah if you want like an image for what this full moon would be it would be like an overflowing cup because you know Pisces is like a water sign so we have all that like emotion coming to the surface and the full moon is like when it's like literally so full like it's overflowing so at this time you're going to feel like your emotions are going to be like all over the place and it's going to be really important for you to pay attention to like how you feel I know a lot of people like to hate on Pisces energy because you know it's so emotional and like you know it's like that crybaby like you know sensitive type of like energy but like you're really going to want to tune in to the things that are coming up for you and the things that you're feeling so that you can release them because that is the best thing to do around a full moon which is to release and And if you are, you know, really into astrology, you can look at what house this 
full moon falls in and kind of like set your attentions according to that as well where you can kind of be like oh like this full moon falls into my first house because I'm a Pisces rising and you know the first house deals with like my identity so maybe you know you are releasing the idea of like how you're supposed to look or like the things that you're supposed to do and like kind of like surface level type of like I don't know issues I guess so that's just like you know a little tip (laughs) if you want to like set your attentions that way as well. Yeah so I noticed like with the days leading up to the full moon like you usually kind of start to feel the vibe of it and for some people too because Pisces has this sort of like I don't know, like the surrender aspect to it, like connecting to a higher power or whatever, like your spiritual or religious or whatever practice you have. It could literally even be like physical act, like exercise, like physical activity, whatever like you connect to that serves as like some sort of like an emotional release or like something that like helps you mentally and like spiritually and physically and all that good stuff will be really important. Like I know like with me for example like I started going back to like making dances again because like that's how I sort through my emotions and like maybe you're somebody who like needs to like I don't know run around like do track or maybe you like need to like meditate every day and like you know read or whatever your vibe is like you probably are starting to feel that you're like being called back to those things as a way of like you know sorting through these emotions and like that'll be really helpful for you throughout like all of this time. Yeah, in addition to that too, our intuition around this time is going to be very strong. So it will be important for you to, you know, listen to those gut feelings and see what's happening. I know that the dream world as well will probably be very intense if you are someone that tends to have dreams. But even if you don't, I could see, you know, a lot of like people who don't necessarily always remember their dreams, starting to remember their dreams again. I know I even saw on Twitter today that some people are actually, you know, having a lot of predictions based on stuff that's happening in their dreams so we're gonna continue to you know see that as a theme around this time as well because you know the predictions here we're we're friends we discuss I literally had a dream last night that we were in full shutdown for Halloween so that's fun we'll see how that one plays out but we were indoors for Halloween in my dreams so be on the lookout other things that I was mentioning too like just in general if you're somebody who like deals with like a lot of stress surrounding the winter months. I know that like seasonal depression is like a very real thing. And like, also like, you know, with COVID happening and like, you know, speaking of like being shut down, like we might not necessarily like be in like, we might not be able to like go out into the regular world come the winter. It's really hard to tell. Like it's really important that like you establish really strong boundaries and like a self-care practice for yourself because like, Come the winter, it's kind of going to suck. And also we have something else happening that we're going to talk all about next week, which is Mars retrograde. That's going to be a big theme as well. So Kara and I actually like compiled some of like our favorite self-care tips and sort of wanted to just throw them out there because certain like energies do really well with certain self-care things. Like I know that like, you know, people always say like, oh, like do a face mask. It'll work out for you. Like blah, blah, blah. Like not everybody's going to feel that like a face mask is going to solve their problems and we just had some ideas. Before we like get into the self-care tips, I will say that it might be, you know, a good idea to also like 
think of this from like the perspective of your moon sign so like you know if you're an earth moon like but like a fire sun it still might be really important for you to pay attention to like the earth ones just because the moon is you know very heavily tied to how we feel and how you know what we need to do in order to feel safe so I would definitely listen for both your sun and your moon sign just putting that little disclaimer out there so self-care's tips for the fire signs this is aries leo and sagittarius sun and moons and fire signs usually have like a lot of like physical energy so you know getting to like work out and be very physical maybe doing yoga going for a run even like going for a walk outside while it's still warm get that vitamin d you know all of those like physical activities could be like very soothing for you Also, I would say doing anything that you feel like passionate about because that's what fire signs are known for. Like they're known for having that passion and drive to just like go ahead and do things. So, you know, be inspired, (laughs) like do pursue things that like make you happy, do things that bring you joy. I know that when school comes around or work or whatever it is, it can kind of, you know, make you feel very restricted by like the schedule. So finding time to do things that you want to do and like making that a priority will be a very like good idea. Yeah. Yeah, and on, like, the sort of contrary, if you're, like, an Earth sign, so this would be, like, Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn, this would be Sun and Moon, you would actually probably benefit from having a routine compared to, you know, the fire signs because, like, having that structure almost sort of makes you feel like you can, like, approach the world with a more organized mind and less stress. So maybe getting back into a routine will be really helpful for you, especially since we're in Virgo season. It's going to be, you know, like, prime time for that. Also, like, if you're somebody who, like, likes to be outdoors as well as we were saying before with the fire signs it's really important that earth signs spend time in nature this can literally be like in a park or just like on the beach wherever like there's nature surrounding you earth energy tends to feel like the most calm when they're outdoors like that in the nature meditations also super helpful making sure that like your health and wellness are in check I mean that goes for everybody but I find that like earth signs really benefit from like taking vitamins like I know I'm an earth moon and I take like vitamin d and like b12 and all these other things every day because you know vegan but they do have a really big impact on like your health as well and also like following a good skincare routine can be like really helpful and kind of like therapeutic because you know you're taking care of your physical self and that all manifests as like taking care of your you know, spiritual self. So my air signs, we all know that like air signs are known for having that like, you know, intellectual outlook on life. So really good self-care ideas are usually like tied to like writing and journaling and also like talking because air signs are usually very social. <laughs> like sorry, Aquarius is, but it might be really helpful to, you know, talk about your feelings, especially <laughs> with other people. If you do, you know, have people that you can trust in your life. Like sometimes, you know, having that social aspect and having someone to confide in can make you feel like less alone. Or even if you just want someone to like rant to, obviously ask if they're like in the headspace first before you like just go for it but again having that like person to person like kind of like intimacy and getting to like open up and be around others can be really soothing as well also like saying your affirmations again this deals with like words and you can find a bunch of these online like you could literally google affirmations or you could just like write your own I know something that I do is I have my like affirmations as like reminders in my phone so like every day at like 12 o'clock like certain affirmations come up and then again I think sometime at night I want to say like 7 
7.30, like, more affirmations come up, and it just, like, reminds me to, you know, say them and to, like, keep that, like, positive mindset kind of going in a way. I know that we said journaling already, but sometimes writing could be really helpful, and also, like, reading and, like, I don't know, getting lost in a good book or even, like, a movie or something that just where you get to, like, totally, like, dive in intellectually into, like, a topic or, like, pursuit would be really beneficial. Yeah, like, TED Talks or, like, documentaries, too, always pop off for the air signs. And then if you're water like me, so this would be a Cancer, Cancer Gang, (laughs) Scorpio, or Pisces, Sun and Moon, we are already really emotional, so, like, praying for us but we really benefit from like being creative which is like odd so like I mentioned for myself like I'm going back to making dances for some people like you might find even just like listening to music or like drawing whatever like creative tasks you enjoy it could even be learning an instrument of some sort or literally there's so many things you can be creative with like even photography like stepping up your Instagram game in that way and experimenting with like different editing and like putting together new outfits things that are creative will actually be really therapeutic for you because it gives you a chance to express yourself without actually having any words and we kind of suck at that like I mentioned like music will be huge like make your playlist that you cry to in the car I know that I do I know you have them too get on those meditation is also super helpful because we are emotional people so like there's a tendency for our emotions to like flare up and then to not really see things very clearly and meditating gives you like a chance to like step back from all of that and be like wait a second like this is actually how it is like that was just my emotions tricking me that's really helpful I do the deep Chopra meditations if anyone wants a recommendation and cooking even is really calming and therapeutic and just like making a good meal for yourself or for like your family or for your loved ones or even like if you want to like have a pet and like cook for your pet I know some people do that (laughs) but overall in general like self-care is for anyone and do what works for you like you'll know what works the best So, I mean, these are just suggestions based off of what, like, you know, each sign's, like, natural tendencies are, but, like, we cannot stress enough how important it is to, like, get into your self-care practice now and, like, treat it as, like, like, taking your daily vitamins. Like, it's something that's going to help you through this rough time. So, get into it. Yeah, I mean, it is Virgo season two, so for some people, it can actually be really helpful to, like, write down I don't know, like self-care ideas because sometimes when we're feeling like really overwhelmed, obviously like that stops you from thinking straight. So like, you know, if you're really pissed off about something, your first instinct probably isn't to, you know, sit down and journal. Like, you know, there's so much going on in your head at that time. So having like a list or something to reference with like different ideas or stuff that works for you can be like really helpful. So you can like go through the list and be like, um, I don't want to do this, but like maybe this time I want to do something else. So you can like have something to like reference. And it is very important to note that sometimes what works for you one day might not work for you another day. So like going off that same example, say you're really pissed off about something, maybe one time, you know, writing down your feelings really helps, but maybe another time you try that and you end up feeling worse and then you decide to like work out and then you're able to get out all that anger like in a physical way like there's nothing wrong with having to use different techniques at like different times so just like keep that in mind that if you know one thing doesn't work that doesn't mean that you know you're screwed like there's other things that you can try and just you know keep that in mind and don't judge yourself because I know that sometimes you know you 
could like be in a bad mood and meditate and then after and be like well that like didn't do all of the amazing things that everyone said it was going to do and like again that's completely normal the most important thing is that you continue to take care of yourself and that you do it like consistently because it's like not just gonna like magically like end like self-care is like a long-term thing that you have to constantly like work towards yeah another aspect of self-care that like we talked about actually with Carly in last week's episode if you haven't listened to it like definitely go give it a listen but like shadow work is like super crucial as well because like that shadow side of you which I'll explain in like a hot second is gonna want to sort of come out like you're gonna find that that like part of you is gonna creep out out of nowhere and it's gonna be really important to identify that shadow side of you and like work through all of those you know shadow tendencies in case you're not familiar with like what exactly shadow work is like it's essentially like acknowledging the part of you that is like conditioned to deal with like trauma like if that makes any sense at all like using myself for an example like growing up like I always had like I don't know like I would speak up about something and people would always tell me like that my idea was wrong or whatever so then like shadow self Jade would just not speak up about things that were bothering me because I felt like I wasn't allowed to say things because people would always tell me no like it's the person that I became like from trauma whatever your trauma is so it's really important that like you identify like what is your trauma response where did it come from why is it there and like work with it and like you know don't feel bad about it we all have one it's important that like a big like part of shadow work is like acknowledging that that side of you exists for a reason it's like your defense mechanism but it's really important that like you acknowledge like what those tendencies are for yourself like what is your like sort of like quote unquote coping mechanism and like acknowledge it and figure out like what do you need to make sure that like you can get in touch with like who you really are before all of that trauma occurred to you I know that was like really deep I feel like that was like therapy low-key but it's hard for me to be deep as a Capricorn rising so I apologize but I will say that it is really important to meditate I know we talk about this all the time even like journaling could be a form of meditation or like doing yoga like whatever it is that you need to do to meditate will be really important because you can't actually like acknowledge your shadow side or like your trauma responses to things if you aren't like paying attention to them so like the first step in shadow work often is to you know just be aware of the things that you're doing and like what your natural tendencies are because without that awareness it's almost impossible to like make a change in your life I know that sounds like also kind of like really deep but it really is true that you can't change something unless you like know exactly you know what you're doing so again you're going to want to meditate take things slowly and work on like also one thing at a time because there's a lot going on like we've been saying and it's easy to get overwhelmed so I think that the best advice would be to you know work on one habit at a time start small and do it like in bits and pieces well if anybody wants some good news also that same week it's actually on September 6th we have Venus going into Leo. So we mentioned this kind of earlier in the Virgo season episode that like this would be a good time for like romantic relationships, even though to be completely honest, like 2020 is not the best. And we did mention that like in that episode that like, you know, Venus and Cancer was like getting a C. If you're used to failing all the time, like that's good. And then Venus and Leo is a B, but we're still not at that A plus moment. 
But you'll find that like around September 6th when Venus goes into Leo, like you're going to feel a little bit more romantic than usual and like sort of want to show off your loved ones. It's like perfect for cupping season. But since we're like really heavy on the self-care in this week's episode, because again, we cannot stress enough how important it is for everything that's coming up. Like this could literally include like having a physical glow up. So if you've been thinking about like playing up with your appearance and buying new clothes or trying out new makeup or like dyeing and cutting your hair like this is a great time to like do that because like when you look good like you feel good I mean I don't know if that's just because my mom was a makeup artist that I feel that way but I feel like there's definitely a correlation to like when you like treat your physical self to like how you feel as well Yeah, me and Jay kind of reference this time as, you know, the fall cuffing season. The reason why this Venus transit is, like, so positive compared to the rest is because it's finally, like, not going to be aspecting anything happening in a cardinal sign. So, you know, it's not going to be, you know, (laughs) involved in that Mars and Aries or that Mars retrograde and it's not really going to be involved in that pile up happening in Capricorn it's kind of like breaking free of that and this is like one of the like I don't know like better transits the silver lining of everything happening in September so you're definitely going to want to pay attention to this and to really like hone in again on that like self-care like confident like almost like mushy in a way type of like energy Yeah, like, this is not the time to, like, hold back on, like, what makes you feel, like, alive because, like, Leo energy is, like, very childish and, like, in a good way, like, not, like, childish, like, you know, you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's got youth to it. It's energetic. It's optimistic. So when you're, have, like, Venus going into Leo, like, you're gonna want to just, like, show off, whether that's showing off, like, how beautiful you are or, like, how beautiful, like, your loved ones are, like, you're going to find like that energy is like really strong and prominent and like don't run from it because like we said like it's our silver lining in the middle of all of this and it does happen on September 6th if you've been feeling the energy leading up to it now I know I have been a little bit buying new clothes all of that good stuff like know that it's coming and know that like it's there and it's good to indulge in things that like make you feel good sometimes so indulge in that venus and leo energy yeah plus leo is a fixed sign so i will say that any type of like shopping whether that's like for clothes or things in your environment like it'll be something that you like long term just like a little fun fact of that in there that's so true yeah like shopping during this time isn't gonna be where you like buy a shirt and you like it in the store and then you go home and you hate it like that's not this vibe this is like you bought it and like you look amazing in it and then you want to post a picture on instagram and that shirt like 47 times because it looks that good like that's the kind of energy yeah i was also gonna say too like if you are like in a relationship or talking to somebody and like have been like wanting to go out on dates like we mentioned earlier again in that Virgo season episode that like come Mars retrograde like I don't really think things are going to be open like they are right now Venus and Leo wants to go out and have dates and explore and have fun so please do that because your time is kind of limited just throwing that out there again so enjoy it enjoy it like I really I keep saying it. It's like that last week of summer vacation before school starts. Like, please enjoy it. Like, it's there. Yeah, it's probably, like, syllabus week for most people as well. So, you know, enjoy that week where it's, like, you know, school, but, like, not school school yet. Like, really embrace it and take advantage of this, like, breath of fresh air because, you know, afterwards, there's going to be some more ups and downs. Yeah, also... 
the day before that this all happens, Mercury goes into Libra. So, I mean, that's, like, kind of good, kind of bad. Mercury's going to be in Libra for a hot minute. Just spoiler alert, there is a Mercury retrograde in October. So, get used to Mercury and Libra. It's here for a minute. But that is going to, like, increase your desire to want to socialize with people and, like, want to be a bit more flirty and want to talk to others and, like, just be, like, communicative and expressive and, like, sort of, like, even mirror people when they're, like, communicating to, like, match their vibe and just, like, you know, go about and, like, do things and speak. Like, that's going to be a big, like, thing that you're going to feel right before this whole Venus and Leo thing happens, but we do have some warnings about this one as well. Yeah, so this Mercury and Libra is going to be opposite Mars and Aries, which is eventually going to go retrograde. And, you know, when you have an opposition, it is that, like, push-pull between the two energies where Libra is more focused on, like, the group and more focused on other people, whereas Aries is more focused, like, on, you know, yourself and, like, what you want to do. So during this time, it's going to be very important to try and find a balance between taking care of yourself and your needs and balancing that with the needs of others. If you're in a relationship, like, this is going to be a very big theme for you because, you know, a relationship is a partnership. So you're going to have to almost like reflect on whether you are you know giving too much or giving too little and the relationship I'll put it that way where like you know you want to make sure that you're being there for your partner and that you're you know on the same page as them but you also have to make sure that you're able to maintain your own like sense of identity and that you're still working towards your goals and that you're not solely focused like on the other person again it is all about finding that happy medium between focusing on yourself and focusing on others yeah I'm also gonna say too like making sure that you're not rushing into any type of relationship I know like my fucking cancer ass like loves to do that unintentionally but like also because we mentioned like Mars is gonna go retrograde and it's gonna want to slow things down but like Mercury and Libra like Libra likes to fall in love quick and like Mars and Aries like in general is pretty quick so like that importance between like pacing yourself and like you know going with the flow are gonna be super duper important as like things progress in like your romantic lives as well if you are somebody who is planning to enjoy the beginning of fall cuffing season and like get out there and like start dating I know a lot of people really like when we talk about like you know love advice and give tips for things like that we thought it would be a really good idea that we actually give you like some dating tips for each of the signs specifically this will apply to like your venus sign but like if you're somebody who's like talking to somebody or just like single and nosy or in a relationship like we just want to give you guys some insight on like you know how to go about it because it can be hard navigating dating yeah so if you're dating a fire sign the most important thing to know is that the dates that you plan or the, you know, whatever you decide that you guys are going to do together, it, like, has to be fun and adventurous. Like, I don't even know how else to, like, describe it. This is, like, dates where, like, you go to Six Flags or, like, yeah, yeah. you go on a hike or, like, you know, you just go out and do things. I will say that, you know, Leo, especially with Venus and Leo, too, is, like, infamous for those, like, grand gestures. So, like, maybe even, like, planning the date and, like, not telling the person because, again, 
fire signs really like you know the unknown they really like being spontaneous so maybe if you're like dating a fire sign you could plan the whole date and not tell them and then like you know do it impromptu and just like see what happens that could be a big thing as well also low-key like romantic dinners because again fire signs are so passionate like you know like light those candles maybe cook maybe have a picnic i will say though that if you are dating a fire sign giving them space will be very important as well because you don't want to you know, be on top of them all the time and be like super clingy. It will be about finding a balance between, you know, doing things and spending time together and also giving them the space they need to like be free and like do their own thing as well. Yeah, with earth signs though, so like Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn again, like they're a little bit more on the opposite side. Like it's really important that like you keep it mellow with them and like really just like have like those like I picture this as like the Netflix and chill type dates, but like actually because like they genuinely want to lay in bed and watch Netflix and chill and eat like delivery like get some Uber Eats like lay in bed and just relax cuddle all that good stuff will be really important with the earth signs number one tip that I have for like anyone dating an earth sign is like do not rush them I'm a Taurus moon I've dated quite a few Taurus Venus like guys and like that's one thing that like in particular with like that earth energy like if you try to like force them to go at a pace that they're not comfortable with like it's just not gonna go very well especially I've noticed with the Taurus placements and Virgo honestly all of the earth ones are not gonna want to be rushed into anything and that literally even includes like your actual dates like don't rush the pace of the relationship but like if you're getting ready to go on a date with somebody who's an earth sign like don't rush them let them be ready and take their time to get ready and do what they need to do don't rush them for anything that being said be a little impressive they have really high standards so like if you need to like flex a little and spend on them like it'll it'll be appreciated I know that sounds a little childish but they really do have high standards so you want to make sure that you're meeting those standards if you want to keep them in your life so for air signs one of the most important things kind of similar to like fire signs but like different in a way you just are gonna want to be very like exciting like interesting I know I saw a tweet once that was like why do air signs keep ghosting me I'm like Air signs, like, love to talk. You just, like, have to be interesting. So, like, if you're dating an air sign, you know, and you want to, like, reach out to them, sending them a text that's just, like, hey, like, I don't know, not that interesting. Sending them a text, like, oh, my gosh, hey, did you see this thing? <laughs> like, like, did you see this? This happened in the news. Or, like, you know, making a joke even about something that, you know, you guys experience together. Like, having an inside joke could be, like, a very good way to, like, reach out to them as well. Conversation is going to be, like, one of the most important things, especially in person. I feel like you have a lot of freedom here to, like, figure out what you want to do. Like, you know, you could watch a movie. You could even stay home. You could, like, go have dinner. You can go for a walk. The thing that needs to be consistently good is going to be the conversation because they really do value that, like, intellectual, like, simulation. And I know a lot of people will be like, oh, but, like, I'm not that interesting that's okay. You want to know what you do then? (laughs) You ask them about themselves. You ask them about topics that they care about. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, say that they're really into astrology. (laughs) Like, ask them a million questions about it. Ask them, like, literally anything, even if it, like, seems stupid to you to be like, oh, like, what is that? Like, it's okay because I promise you that they're really going to enjoy talking about it. And also, they low-key might enjoy, like, if you, like, argue with them a little bit. Like, you know, play the devil's advocate and kind of, like, challenge, you know, their thoughts and, like, whatever they're thinking 
thinking that can be something that you know is very interesting for them as well you're definitely going to want to keep things lighthearted and like flirty and fun you're not going to want to be too intense or off the bat you know like confessing your love to them like after the second date might be a bit scary for them like you're gonna wanna you know try and take things lightly you know really have fun and enjoy it again they're gonna need that space similar to like that fire sign energy where you're not gonna want to be you know like too clingy because they do like having time to do their own thing but they really I will say are really open to you know talking a lot especially like over text as long as you're able to like keep things fresh and then water signs so that's cancer scorpio and pisces like we're romantic as hell like we are have such a soft side to us even if we don't show it at first so when you're going to go on a date with any type of water sign like you want to be like romantic and like be mushy like make it feel like the movies like I know that like I went on a date like a while back with like this like Pisces guy actually there was two Pisces guys but they both were like let's go to the beach and planned this whole extravagant day and then another Pisces guy that's the third one wow okay trend here went to like an extravagant rooftop and just like you know everything that was like very like it felt like the notebook type vibe like something super romantic when it comes to like actually like dating them like it's really important that like you listen to them because nine out of ten times like your water sign person is everybody else therapist so they have a lot that they need to say that they won't talk about so it's really important that you listen to them be there for them be that emotional support system for them know that like mood swings are natural like they have a lot of highs and lows like think about it as like literal water like going with the tides like sometimes they might be a little bit sad and then sometimes they'll be happy but just know that those mood swings are natural and like they just have to ride it out also cozy dates at home are also another good thing because they can you know especially for like my cancers like me like enjoy being home and like enjoy being cozy and like you could still be really romantic and like you know I have no other words for romantic, but, like, mushy, like, at home as well. And it's just really important that, like, you show that you care because water signs naturally are going to doubt just, like, if the person that's in their life actually likes them or not just because, like, they have that emotional side to them. So it's really important that, like, you, like, physically show them that you care, whether that's, like, whatever their love language is, like, acts of service, like, gifts like telling them they just need that like little extra reassurance that you're there for them and then they'll be so solid with you yeah like these are the people that you're going to want to text back like I know that a lot of people joke about you know like leave them on red like be mysterious like take three days to answer but like you're not gonna want to do that with a water sign I'm sorry I'm exposing you guys just like a little bit but like again they can be like kind of sensitive and you know a bit more emotional so like they will appreciate the fact that you answer them that you pay attention to the things that you say like they're really going to value that like cannot emphasize that enough yeah because we really are everybody's therapist so we deserve it (laughs) be there yes no they definitely do (laughs) also because they're so intuitive like they'll feel if something's off with you and they're gonna expect you to also feel that back so you're gonna want to definitely stay in tune with them like you know if there's like a slight change like something might be wrong and you're probably going to want to ask them you know like hey like is something going on and if you're right they'll fall in love with you right there (laughs) yeah literally i'm like there was that tweet that i saw earlier today too it was like he's not reading my mind enough for me like that (laughs) big vibe for water sign but we just wanted to throw that in there because a lot of people 
literally all the time want to know about love and we I mean we just did like two compatibility episodes so like I hope that this was all the info that you guys needed I mean we'll still talk about it if you want it but like we said like the time to go on dates and be romantic and be mushy and enjoy cuffing season is now because like we keep saying we're taking it week by week and like this week like the energy really supports it because next week which we're going to do an entire episode on is the Mars retrograde and I know we're trying not to get too ahead of everything with everything that's going to happen but we did just want to hint at some of the things that you might be experiencing before we do a full-blown episode on it which we will and it's going to be very informative and helpful and probably scary but just a few little pre precursors a little warning the trailer the coming attractions for the big horror movie of 2020 you've already probably started seeing some of this stuff happen but when mars goes retrograde it's gonna impact like that whole mess in capricorn which is the saturn which deals with karma and blockages and restrictions and pluto which is death and rebirth and transformation and jupiter which is expansion but it's all happening in capricorn which deals with authority and government and public image and all that stuff and it is heavy karma duty And on top of that, it's going to aspect everything in Libra. Again, we'll go full in detail with it. But just know that like things are going to start to slow down. Your actions will have consequences. So just be really careful like leading up to it and know that like that's going to be a big theme come the Mars in retrograde. I know too like you're seeing like more stuff is coming to light per usual. Like it's just like we said, actions coming for, like, the consequences. Like, look at what's happening with, like, Meg and Tori. Like, Meg, like, the stallion just fully, like, outed him and exposed him. And, like, Tori's, like, in jail. But, like, I'm sure that they'll have to face their own set of consequences and situations. COVID, if you listen to that entire Virgo season episode, COVID's coming back. Miss Rona's coming around two times been around that track if you know what I mean so that's another thing that's gonna come up again and yeah we'll talk so much more in depth about it but just so that way you have a little bit of a hint at what's to come and why we keep mentioning how important it is that you get into these self-care practices now I know even to just like looking ahead at like October we have a mercury retrograde again We've got some stuff going on with Uranus, which deals with unexpected changes and sudden issues, and then Neptune's going to be in there, and like you're going to have all these romantic problems, and just, yeah, yeah, you get the vibe. I know that I mentioned this in a previous episode, but, like, Mars retrograde, like, like, this happens every two years. The reason why the 2020 Mars retrograde is, like, such a big deal is because of all that stuff Jay was just saying about, you know, everything happening in Capricorn and Libra. So, like, all of that kind of makes this Mars retrograde very special and we don't really like to be all like doom and gloom and be like you should be afraid of this type of energy because we really like to keep it real but we have to warn you because this is like one of those big 2020 transits that astrologers have been like saying yikes at for like most of the year and now we're like almost at the point where it's going to happen 
Yeah, so enjoy the week. Enjoy this time. Think of it as a little mini vacation because, you know, what did Cardi B say at the very beginning of the pandemic? Coronavirus? Shit is getting real. (laughs) There you have it. Well, hopefully we didn't scare you too much. Hopefully you really took everything we had to say to heart and are like very, you know, taking it seriously because you should take it seriously and you're going to get into your self-care practices and you're going to enjoy this week and you're going to have fun and it's going to be lighthearted and you're going to fall in love and you're going to have all these friends and you're going to socialize and everything's going to be so good and hopefully that was helpful for you. Let's get into some questions because I know that like questions are going to be a big one for everything coming up in the next few months. So let's get into it. Okay. So our first question is, well, actually it isn't a question. This is more of a statement. I'm hoping that Mars retrograde means everyone will be more chill. I feel like kind of, but like not. Yeah. Like I, we're trying not to skip ahead because we are going to do a whole episode on Mars retrograde, but like. People will be more chill, maybe in the sense because, you know, Mars is that more aggressive energy. And then when it goes retrograde, it kind of like stops, you know, your motivation a little bit. It kind of makes you be a bit more reflective and kind of like, I don't know, channel your anger more in like an internal way. So like perhaps people will be more chill, but I do think that the frustration that results you know, because Mars is retrograde is gonna kind of be like, I don't know, a pot of boiling water that's just ready to explode. Yeah. And on top of that, it has that aspect to Saturn, which deals with the restriction, but like, it's just gonna be overwhelming. Like, I know that there was several Mars and Saturn aspects, and like, the one that I was mentioning earlier was the one that caused like all those natural disasters and stuff. Like, You heard it. Like, you saw it. The volcanoes happened, which we mentioned would happen. Like, the hurricanes happened, which we mentioned would happen. Like, it has that very, like, explosive vibe to it as well. I mean, granted, when it's retrograde, like, it is going to pull back and it is going to sort of, like, mellow us out. But, like, with that comes a lot of, like, overwhelm like it's gonna feel overwhelming like think back to when we were literally at the beginning of the pandemic and everyone was like home and yeah we were mellow but we were so stressed about it like it's same vibes same same vibes okay next question we get this question all the time regardless of what transit we're talking about (laughs) and it is how will this affect me yeah, you guys literally always ask us this, and I think we've given you an explanation every single time. So for like the 12th time, we'll tell you how will this affect you. So what you're going to do is download the app Astro Future, and you're going to import your chart into that app. Then you're going to notice that it has two little charts, your chart on the middle and your chart on the outside. The chart on the outside is the transits. What you'll do is look for the sign or the planet that's moving. So we've been talking about Mars. You look where Mars is and then it will line up with your little pizza pie slice and it will tell you what house it falls into for you. So you'll look and see like, oh, Mars will be in my third house. Communication will be a big theme. That's something I should look out for. Or you could just like look at your own chart and figure that out too. But like I feel like having the app and the visual is really helpful. Yeah, definitely download that app if you do have an iPhone. It is like I'd say one of like the easier ways to learn how to, you know, figure out how this affects you. It is a little bit like writing your own horoscope. The reason is is that 
you know, how this will affect you is so, like, personal to your chart. That's why we can't just answer this question, like, for everyone. Like, when we go through, you know, the Virgo season episode, like, we tell you about the general energies that are happening, which are 100% accurate and true, but if you want to know how it's going to, you know, affect you on, like, a very personal level, you're going to have to do it, like, compared to your chart, and there's tons of resources online you're going to want to spend most of your attention on looking at the house it falls in and you can easily google like houses in astrology to figure out what it means and then kind of like you know write your own interpretation in a way like based on the things that you're seeing yeah and it sounds like hard to be like oh you're writing your own interpretation but it's very like literal so like for example like we have mars retrograde which means slowing down motivation so then you'll look and see that's happening in my sixth house which deals with health and wellness so mars retrograde equals slowing down motivation sixth house equals health and wellness you're not going to feel that motivated towards your health and wellness like it's not that hard like it's not like you're like writing a book and trying to solve a problem like you're just looking at like okay uranus deals with unexpected changes and it's happening in my second house which deals with finances i can expect unexpected changes in finances like it's pretty simple it's just a matter of finding out where that planet is in your houses yeah and you definitely need the circle chart to do that and it gets easier like you know the first time you do it or it's just like the first time you do anything else in the world like you know it's kind of hard or like it might seem hard and a bit overwhelming but after you do it like you'll get used to it really quick so 10 out of 10 recommend you know you download astro future or use some other you know website like astro.com astro theme astro charts whatever floats your boat (laughs) to, you know, try and figure out what's happening for yourself. Yeah, and I know that we still regularly, 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 regularly get this question for anything that happens ever. Like, I could say, like, it's going to rain today, and you guys would be like, well, how's this going to affect me? Like, I don't know what's going to rain. Kara and I are planning to do an episode probably in around October where we, like, break it down like we've already broken it down a lot of times but we'll do a whole episode where we explain what each house is and we explain again how to track and tell where things are happening in a chart so just be like on the lookout for that like I mean we have explained it a lot and there's a lot of free resources out there but we will make an episode because this is like so highly requested and highly needed I guess So we just spent a lot of this episode talking about all of the bad things. So I think it's only fair if we answer this next question. What advice do you have for the upcoming months ahead? Well, we did mention like that self-care practice is going to be so crucial. But like other advice that I would have is like, I mean, this podcast is called Blame It on the Stars because of the fact that it's like meant to sort of explain why things are happening the way that they are. And although like a lot of people would say like it's bad to be like, oh, well, I was late to work today because that's what astrology said. Like, yeah, like don't maybe don't do that. But it's helpful to know that like sometimes things are happening and it's impacting you and everybody's going through it and that like 
there's not really that much you can do to control it. And although that sounds terrifying, I feel like that's one of the most helpful things to know is that like the thing with astrology is like the planets are always moving and things are always changing. And this is just a rough patch. It's just a period of time and that it will pass and it will go over. And I feel like just knowing that there is something in the stars that's creating this turmoil and causing this to happen makes it feel less overwhelming because you know that like everyone's experiencing this we're all going through it together personally that for me I find is really helpful to know and I mean we are going to do week by week explaining everything that's going to happen so definitely like this is not to deal with promo in any way shape or form but definitely like listen to our podcast so that way you can sort of prepare for everything and you know, take a little bit of the power back and feel a little less powerless by having that insight. Yeah. I also will say that in the time coming up, people will probably be posting a lot. Like, you know, in pop culture, like retrograde is like a big word. So you might see a lot of stuff and some of it could be like borderline, you know, a little bit scary or intimidating because, you know, sometimes people like to get a reaction for likes and stuff like that. So I would really just like take everything you read with a grain of salt and, you know, just because Mars is going retrograde and these things can happen, it doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, are definitely going to happen. Like, some other areas of your life might totally thrive. Like, that's not impossible. So, you know, know what's coming up, but don't think that everything has to be that way. Like, you always have free will and you always have the ability to, like, make your own choices. And if you can make them in alignment with the energies going on, like, that's even better. But if not, just, I don't know, just, like, I wouldn't read anything and think automatically that things aren't going to work out because that's not you know true like use your better judgment and try to you know pick a few astrologers or a few accounts that you follow that you like really relate to instead of just taking in you know massive amounts of like information yeah and then also just like as we said earlier just take it day by day like don't try to build Rome in one day like you're really going to want to pace yourself and just treat every single day for that singular day. Like, don't look ahead too much. Just really be in the moment. And, like, every day, like, your mood's going to change and your thoughts are going to change. And just be who you are for that day and just literally go slow, step by step. Don't overwork yourself because it's a lot. It's overwhelming. Which is the worst planet to go retrograde? Honestly, it really just depends. Like, we were saying earlier, like, Mars has gone retrograde before. Like, this is not new. You've already lived through a whole bunch of them. But just right now, it kind of sucks because of the way that it's aspected with other planets involved. Like, Mercury can go retrograde and, like, you might not even notice it because it doesn't really interact with anything big like that. Or Mercury might be retrograde and it might, like, completely cause every single thing to go wrong in your life. Like, it really just depends on how it's interacting with your specific chart and the other planets in the sky as well that determines I guess what makes a retrograde like quote unquote bad like I'm literally doing air quotes like yes like they can be stressful and annoying and like I know we just said that Mars and retrograde is going to be a little bad but it really just depends on so many different factors that it's like hard to just be like oh like yeah every time Venus goes retrograde like life falls apart like 
that's the, there's no way of putting like a concrete label on that. Yeah, there really is no answer to this question. I will say that retrogrades are necessary. We've said this on the podcast, I think before, but they offer like a time for us to reflect and, you know, that's on whatever planet and whatever that planet, you know, symbolizes. So, yeah, there really is no worst planet to go retrograde because each retrograde is unique and it will, you know, depend on what it's aspecting in the sign and also what it aspects in your chart as well. Yeah. It yeah, it just depends. I know that like that's not the answer you were hoping for, but it's an answer. It's the honest answer. <laughs> okay, last question. Why do people say people act crazy during the full moon? I've actually heard this before that like you act crazy on the full moon. I just think because there's a lot of energy that comes with a full moon that like things might feel more intense than usual or more like, I don't know, you might feel more emotional, but it really just like again depends on like the other energies at play like I mean there is an intensity because there is like this release aspect that comes with the full moon that like you might pick up on but like people wouldn't necessarily act crazy like that's definitely like a little bit of a myth but like there's like some truth to the fact that people feel things really strongly during a full moon yeah like energy during the full moon is very intense like I said in the beginning it's like that type of like overflow of like emotions I know that I can like never sleep during the full moon like I will just be so awake so like that's another thing that happens as well and you know because we all feel the energy it can kind of put us on edge and I guess that's kind of where this like comes from I really don't know where I'm going with this other than like yes <laughs> it can make us feel a bit crazy sometimes but you know, it passes just like everything else. Okay, so that is it for this week's episode. I know that we were really intense and this might have been a little scary to hear, but just remember that like we're just taking it week by week and it's like helpful to know these things in advance because like if you like if if somebody knew that something was going to happen to you, I would want to know it. Like I would want to know this in advance. So I'm hoping that you find it helpful to know all this information in advance and just like really enjoy this week. Don't worry about it too much. Just get into your self-care practice. Like who knows, like maybe the planets might surprise us and something good might happen. It's really hard to tell. But with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget to follow us on social media. None of you gave us feedback on whether or not you liked having a guest. So somebody please shoot us a DM. I want to know your opinions from last week's episode. But we are two times the people. So there are two times the social medias. You can follow us on Instagram at Astro Millennials and also at BLME The Stars for our podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are also at BLME The Stars. And I am Astro with a zero instead of an O, J-A-D. And Kara is Astro with a zero instead of an O, K A R A. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next Monday. Bye.